Hello, everybody. This is Erica. This is Shari. And this is April. And you are now listening to Three Sykes and a Mic. Just as a disclaimer, although the contents of this show may be educational and therapeutic in nature, this should not be considered a replacement for therapy with a licensed professional. If you would like more information on how you can find a therapist in your area, please contact us on social media. Hello, hello, hello. Hey. Hi, ladies. How are we doing today? I'm doing all right. I am doing okay awesome. this evening. Yeah, awesome. I'm present. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's go ahead and maybe check in, see how everyone's doing, what got you through this week. Mm. Uh, we'll start with you, Shari. What got you through this week? <laughs> Um, let's see. I know I'm horrible. I I don't do well with, um, like on call stuff. I'm always like, don't pick me. Don't pick me. Y'all sure literally (laughs) rolled her eyes when I started with her. She's like, dang, why you got to start with me? Like it's only three people in the room. (laughs) Right. You got a one out of three chance. I'm like being selected. (laughs) The odds are not in your favor. I am so awkward. Oh my goodness. Look, do you want to phone a friend? Right. All my friends here. (laughs) (laughs) Like tag April. Oh goodness. (laughs) Um, Let's see. The one thing that got me through. I could say this. My sister came to visit. So, yeah, that is the one thing that, like, pepped up my week. Um, I was really, really excited because I'm I'm so far from family. Mm -hmm. So when they do get to come, I'm always like, yay, you know, family's in town. Even though we just watch TV the entire time. But, yeah, that's one thing that got me through this or at least kind of, like, motivated me to keep going through the week. Yeah. Yeah, knowing that she was coming. So, yeah. Yay, the family (laughs) visits awesome what about you april um what got me through this week was prayer (laughs) again (laughs) got you through last week april about to leave us for the ministry (laughs) (laughs) y'all would either i'd have the best congregation in the world or the worst we will be talking about our own congregations in a moment she's not a church but we don't know what text she's coming from (laughs) just talking about stuff that she's seen on tv all week well i mean didn't killer mike come up with a church you could do it coming up with a church is a thing now clearly we'll get into that (laughs) um You know what? This has been one of those weeks. I'm a firm believer that when you have a tough week, mm-hmm. that just get through the day, survive the day. Yeah. Yeah. So I yeah. haven't even been thinking about like in two days, I'd like, nope. Hey, it's 8 a.m. All right, let's get to 5. It's Yay. 5 p.m. Okay, let's get to 9 p.m. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> o'clock. All right, we can go ahead and get ready for bed. Right. <laughs> so just surviving the day has yeah. been getting me through. Nice. Well, I'm glad you survived. Yes, I'm glad you survived. Yes. Well, for me, what got me through is the weather change. I love it. Oh, yes. It's cool down. Yes. I woke up this morning like, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Cool the low humidity, yes. the cooler temperature. It's so nice. I spent more time outside this week than I have in the last month. It's yeah. Been yeah. Wonderful. So thank you. Thank you, Father, for the weather change. Yes. We needed that break. Yeah, yes. the weather has been good this week. Yes. Been riding with my windows down, turning my air off. So I know I'm, the air is still on. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we don't do that just yet. Cold nature. 
April said, um, not till December. Yes. <laughs> I need a good strong two weeks because Columbia will fool you. It, sure it will. It's supposed to be back in the 90s next week. It'll be 94 on Tuesday. Yeah, it's supposed to be back in the 90s next week. So that's that's what we call fifth summer. <laughs> yeah, it comes back. <laughs> this is our fifth summer this year. Boomerang. Mm-hmm. <laughs> awesome. Well, I know we have a lot of stuff to cover, but before we do that, we want to make sure that we cover our listener questions. We have had a few that came in and we want to at least give a little bit of time to addressing uh, some of those questions. Um, Let's see. I think we had a couple that came in through our Instagram page, some that came on our Facebook page. So we're going to start um, I think Shari's got that pulled up for yes, us. Yes. Yeah. I've got one pulled up from one of our listeners. Um, after listening to the very first episode, um, one of the listeners said that um, wanted to know a little bit more about um, how we first began ther- therapy services. Mm-hmm. Um, they were curious to know why it was so late as far as like why we took, I guess, why we took so long right. considering <laughs> that we were studying the field um, and believe in the work. Um, um, so that was part of the question, kind of why did we take so long? Um, and then let's kind of, I mm-hmm. guess, bounce off that one and then we can keep going. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, for me, um, I think I took so long because I I didn't really have knowledge about going to therapy. Like nobody in my immediate circle family did therapy that wasn't a thing. Right. Um, so, you know, and being younger and, and not exposed to that, I didn't know anything about that. So college was my first exposure to mm-hmm. having the access to therapy. So, I mean, when I had the opportunity um, to go get it, uh, at least make my attempt, because remember, mine was an attempt. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, <laughs> that's, that was when I at least made the attempt to venture out into therapy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you? I think I'm very similar to you, Erica. Um, I didn't necessarily, I'm not saying that I didn't know it was an option, um, but it never um, rang in my mind as an option. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I I think that had a lot to do with just kind of where I grew up and kind of the, the town in which I grew up and just how culturally in my home, how we dealt with concerns and issues um, and kind of talking about it amongst ourselves, kind of like I was talking about during that first episode. Um, but it just wasn't, I hate to say, but it wasn't an option. Sure. You know, it wasn't an option until I went to graduate school and began talking more about it Mm -hmm. or even in undergrad, um, talking more about it. Um, it became more of an actual thing. Right. Kind of knew about it, but it was more of like this off in the distance. This is what some people do, but I am not some mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. Um, so it became more real, I guess, as I was studying more about it. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you, April? Um, kind of similar to what you all said for me. I don't, I knew about therapy, but I didn't, I never saw it as an option for me. Mm -hmm. Um, also would not have known even how to access it because prior to my first, you know, to me going to therapy, I was always on my parents' insurance. Um, you know, I was young adult, so wouldn't even have known the first step of even finding a therapist right. or even asking ask, for like, it right. and also not knowing that I needed it I think back then I definitely always prided myself on a per- being a person who 
will can deal with it. Like mm-hmm. no matter right. what mm-hmm. happens, right. I'll figure it out. Yeah. I'll deal with it until it came to a point where I couldn't figure it out. And right. I think that was the the trigger moment for me to say, uh oh. Right. Right. You, you don't have it figured out. Yeah. Right. What are yeah. you gonna do now? And I think having a professor to say, Hey, mm-hmm. yeah. Everybody in this room should experience therapy. And I was like, huh, no yeah. one's ever said that to me <laughs> right. before. Right, right. <laughs> And I think everyone should experience therapy, you know, at least, you know, once and maybe not. Everyone should have at least one positive therapy experience. That might take a little Mm -hmm. time to get there. But I think everyone should at least try to experience therapy, a positive therapeutic experience at least once in their life. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Mm -hmm. definitely. Um, and also to add on to that question, um, the listener wanted to know when we first became interested in psychology, um, was it when we were children? Was it in college? Did we major in psychology as an undergraduate? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for me, um, I did my bachelor's in psychology, master's psychology, doctorate psychology. So I, I didn't change, but, um, I actually wanted to go to medical school. My interest in psychology, um, came, you know, when... The, the biology guy was like, you don't have to major in biology, major in something that you're interested in and take your science <laughs> classes, you know, as your, as your prerequisites and electives or excuse yeah. me, your electives. And so I was like, well, I'm going to major in psychology because it's interesting and I want to learn more about myself and about people. And, um, it, it just kind of carried through, you know, it, nice. it was just a fit for me. Yeah. I know for me, um, my interest in psychology actually began when I was in um, early high school, so about the seventh grade, um, for the wrong reasons. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that I was going to make a lot of money. Um, For some reason, um, one of my teachers in, we were in home ec class, home economics, um, good Southern learning. Um, one of my teachers, um, was talking about her therapy experiences and said, you know, I'm paying my therapist $150 an hour. Mm. I was like, Ooh, <laughs> I want to do that. Sounds like a winner. I want to do Check. that. Right. Um, and then I ended up taking, like I did some like bridge courses, um, in high school where I did college courses and took some psychology courses and really started to, um, fall in love with just the content of the courses. Mm -hmm. Um, so I actually double majored in undergrad in psychology and sociology. Um, and just my love for it grew then, um, more so the content of sociology because I was a researcher up until, like graduate school. Mm-hmm. So, and then I switched over to more like practice, more therapy. Um, and that's a whole, whole journey there. So, yeah. Um, so my interest came in junior high school and it was after going through a really, really rough time, number of years of having super low self-esteem. One day I woke up and I just said, I'm tired of feeling like this. I'm tired mm. of feeling bad about myself. Mm. And so I made a decision to speak positively about myself every morning, even if I didn't believe it. I said, okay, yeah. from mm. here on out, you're going to wake up and you are going to f- fake it till you make it. You're mm. going to just speak positivity mm-hmm. into yourself. And I did it. And, and in about a month or so, I started to feel better. Nice. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it was like, wow. Yeah. And so for me at a very young age, I realized the power of the mind. Yeah. And you yeah. tell yourself something over and over again, eventually you, you believe, believe it. it. Right. And so at that point, I realized I wanted to learn mm-hmm. more about 
the mind and how to help other people mm-hmm. who may be struggling and how to help them use their thoughts mm-hmm. as a way to empower nice. themselves. So same as everyone else, I um, majored in psychology and undergrad. I minored in social work, clinical psych and master's. I'm finishing my PhD in counseling psych. So I kind of always knew. Now my first Dream job, I wanted to be a dancer with Janet Jackson. Gas Lord. Yes. So I gave up on that. Didn't we all? Okay. <laughs> I think I can still do the um if video. I mean, if that I want to try really my hard. my birthday oh, thing. Cool. I want to do the if choreography yeah. for my birthday. Oh, girl, yes. count me in. Count yes. me in. I'm going to get Let's make it happen. Yeah, I've already told James. <laughs> yes. Let's make it happen. I told him oh, about yeah. three months ago. Oh, yes. Let's do it. Boom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, listener, for sending in the question. Thank you, listeners, for sending in. We've got a couple of different ones um, as well, but we'll try to get to them either here on the podcast or if we reply to you directly on like the social media outlets in which you send the question in, we won't always kind of cover that also on the podcast so um but we'll try to get to all of them keep sending them in um you can definitely send it to us on facebook on instagram um and we'll also give you our email address at the end of the show so if you have other questions send them in as we go along awesome all right well, let's go into talking a little bit about the media um, and what things you guys have seen was popped up for you um, over this past week. Mm-hmm. Anything noteworthy that you've ran across? Mm-hmm. The media minute. Yeah. The media minute. Um, no, we were talking earlier just about a bunch of things. Um, recently, Kanye had his Sunday service yes. in Atlanta. I think at New Birth, New Life, New Birth, yeah. one of the mega churches in Atlanta. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, so there's been a lot of discussion about around. Kanye and his church and yes. whether or not he's made his way back into the black people's right. races. Right, right. After doing a couple of Kirk Franklin uh, remakes. remakes <laughs> you know, I was really excited when he had Tori Kelly there. I think that was Tori Kelly. Yeah, she, I um, mean, it's Tori Kelly. She blows. Like, I mean, she's a beast. Yeah, yeah. So I was yeah. really excited about that. But... This whole situation with um, Kanye and his, I don't want to say, like, it's not Kanye's church, but it's like the church of Kanye. Which is why it's weird as hell to me. Yeah, Yeah. because I'm like, it's the church of Kanye. So who, like, are we? Has Kanye even said what this is? (laughs) (laughs) Because all I see is a group of people, a group of talented singers and musicians that sing gospel in the middle of a desert. Who came up with the term Church of Kanye? Because did he? Of course, he probably didn't. Anything about this? Of course, he didn't. Like Kanye is now. Let's just. I mean, in my mind, Kanye is full blown Kardashian, Mm. and so they never say like this is my intent. Mm. They they allow the media media to like shape it, and then they just like run with it. That's a theory. You know, there's a theory of uh, something like setting of an agenda where the media may not necessarily make make the news, but it's a a model that shows the media how to create. Mm. How to create the news. Yeah. Yeah. And craft what people pay attention to. Right. Right. So, yeah, I definitely don't think that he's been the one like, oh, you know, let's y'all, you know, join the Church of Kanye. Mm -hmm. Um, I still don't know what it's like. 
I don't know what Kanye's role is. Like, yeah. is he the church? Because he's not even directing the choir. No, he's, he's just not creating bobbing. the songs. I don't even know if he's doing the musical arrangements. Like, he has amazingly talented musicians. Yeah. So it sounds right. great. Yeah. And I just what 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 are we what are we doing? <laughs> it's one of those things that you look at and you keep watching. You want to see? You want to see it? I don't. I don't watch because I may like go in the bathroom and something's in there because I'm. Just, <laughs> oh Lord! Oh Lord! <laughs> you say Candyman three times. You watch oh, Candyman Kanye three times. He gonna show up in the mirror. <laughs> you say Kanye three telling you slavery is a choice. <laughs> Let me tell you, that would be the funniest skit. Like to but say Kanye three times and then like the <laughs> lights start blinking. He start distress and he shows up with his new car. Kanye voice. Some oh my goodness. Some Yeezys. Hanging from the window. No, I'm not playing with that. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, so if you guys have checked out um Kanye's church. If you um, went, I would love to hear oh, if somebody went. Attended. Yeah. It was in Atlanta. I'm sure somebody watched or attended. Interesting. Because yeah. we do have listeners in Atlanta. Yes, we do. And Alaska. Oh, I know. And Germany. Yes. So I'm excited about that. But shout anyway, yeah, shout out. Okay, we international in this thing. <laughs> Anything. Okay. Yeah, so that was one of the things that caught my attention. Not many things catch my attention yeah. in the media. But that was one. Um, mm. So, yeah, anything else? Like, I mean, there's been a lot. Um, like I said before, the, the Fantasia clip that's been oh, floating yeah. around. Yeah. Um, and that kind of goes back to um, what Erica was saying last um, mm-hmm. episode about these Boaz like snippets. <laughs> oh Lord, about, did I you know, it up? Be a, is this my you, fault? You your fault. <laughs> fault. You you it. listen to our podcast. Hey, girl. <laughs> <laughs> you put it out there. Give us some tickets for when you come here. Okay, come right? yes, honey, because I love me some Tasia. I know. Yes. We that still haven't bought those tickets. Show. Anyway, so for those uh, of you who didn't see the clip. Um, I think this was on the Breakfast Club, and um, I don't you know, know what led to the question, but um, <laughs> in in short, she was just basically saying a lot of um, women are still single because we've had or we've taken on the role of having to be both the woman and the man, and by the time a a, a man or a I guess a good man or a worthy man comes along, <laughs> um, we are still trying to be the man. Like we can't we can't let go and submit um, to that that man. And I think it brought up a lot of controversy um, because I think it, it touched. It touched some nerves. Oh, yeah, know. yeah. Stepped all over some toes. It touched on my last one. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Your last nerve. My last nerve. I'm so over. That is yeah. Uh, the quickest way for me to roll my eyes and leave the conversation with a oh, man, and particularly is to bring up submission. Submission. I submit an application and a drug test. That's it. <laughs> um, <laughs> because it's usually someone who don't have two nickels to rub together, who has never led... Anything who wants to demand, because here's the thing about leaders: a leader doesn't have to announce that they're a leader. Bosses yes. don't have to walk yeah. into the room and, say. and announce that they're a boss. Boom. So if you need permission to lead, you've yeah. already lost. And often, submission is people are using it to, because they want deference. Mm. And the way I envision marriage, I don't, I don't need a hierarchy right. in my marriage. I want a partnership, mm-hmm. which means we have our strengths, we have our weaknesses, yeah. and when you're strong in this area, you lead. But 
I don't need to stroke your ego yeah. for you to feel like I'm worthy. And I, I'm, I want women to get fed up at some point of people, men or women, telling them that you need to shrink. Yeah. That you need, that you're sure. not enough. You got too many standards. You, or you're too like much. Every week somebody is telling black women what they're doing wrong yeah. and why. Well, one thing that she did say is that, you know, by submission, she does not mean that the woman does not have she said that they're they are equals and mm-hmm. that it's just there's a there's a difference in where mm-hmm. your your leadership in that relationship mm-hmm. lies and his leadership in that which is a partnership lies. but right. partnership mm-hmm. is not equal to and I, like it's words are being submission. used mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and there's a reason why people use the word submit mm-hmm. and i right. think it's because of what image that it creates which is a difference where you're the head and like you yeah. can't have equality and and submission and hierarchy at the same time. Yeah, like, she used the reference from um, this, the movie that I love, uh, My Big Fat Greek Wedding. I've never seen it. Oh my yeah. goodness! Okay, plug for Big Fat <laughs> Greek Wedding. You need to watch this. So the okay. like, the mom was saying the husband is the head, but the mm-hmm. woman is the neck. The head can't move. Oh, for the sure. Neck. Yeah, you know, kind of like I I, I am the one that's kind mm-hmm. of like holding the head up and mm-hmm. so she used that right i heard that part yeah she used that reference it's just it's just a lot of it's just so much to that conversation i don't think that's one of those things that you can you can't you get a sound you can't bite. just you can't drop get a sound it bite yeah. and drop that because yeah. that's gonna create a lot of <laughs> yeah <laughs> which that's exactly what the breakfast club that's did. why they yeah, showed it dropped yeah. it and yeah. boy people really ran with it so yeah um, you know, people do what works with, if that what's work what works for her in her household. This is an example good. of a live meme gospel. This was yes. yeah, yeah, like literally <laughs> a, a living yeah. meme gospel. Like people, she said something, and people just took it and was like, "Yes, like this is how I need yeah. my household to be run." Yeah. Um. So yeah. All right. Well, yeah. well. Shout out to Fantasia. Drop us a question, girl. <laughs> and or drop us some tickets. Either one. Drop us some tickets. She'll be in Columbia <laughs> soon. Certainly so. be there. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so we are already September 20th. I know. We are coming up to the end of the month. I, that is wow. ridiculous yeah. that we have, what, 10 <laughs> days left yeah. for the month. Um, but September is also Suicide Prevention Awareness Month. Mm-hmm. Um, so you may have seen a lot of posts on social media, people sharing stories to highlight um, suicide prevention and or maybe even increase more conversations because there have been a couple of notable suicides um, in the news and on social media. Yeah. So we wanted to tackle this topic um, today. So with that being said, if you um, are struggling with your own thoughts of suicidal ideation, this may not be the best episode for you to listen to at this time, just because mm-hmm. it can be triggering. We always want people to take care of themselves. Right. Um, and we always will give our resources that you can talk to someone if mm-hmm. something that we say may bring up some questions or some uncomfortable feelings. Uh, we'll we'll give those numbers out at the end of the episode, and we'll also post them in the the comment section on the podcast. But yeah. again, be sure to take care of yourself, and we're you know we're going to be intentional about how we discuss this so that we're not sure um, discuss anything that can be in, that will be considered insensitive or just mm-hmm. too much yeah. for a podcast we just wanted to give everyone a heads up we are talking about suicide because we need to yeah right? yeah. yeah bringing awareness mm-hmm. and one of the things about suicide um especially when you bring that up i don't i don't know how much 
we really address it or we actually have these conversations within our communities. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's just one of those things. It's a hard, it's a hard topic to talk about anyway. Um, but we're seeing, you know, some, some changes, some shifts in um, the suicide rates within the black community. And I think it's really important for us to recognize, I've heard people say, oh, you know, suicide, that's not a black thing. Black people don't do that. And that is absolutely false. Mm -hmm. We're seeing suicide rates increase in um, our youth. We're seeing increases in our black women Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. committing suicide. Um, and, And the rates are astonishing. And so... I really want us to think about we are around our our brothers and our sisters every day and mm-hmm. we may not realize that one of them may be having suicidal thoughts. Yeah. We may yeah. not know that one of them attempted right. the other week. Right. Um so we really want to get you all to um you know, start learning ways to kind of support people. What yeah. are some questions to ask people? How mm-hmm. to actually check in right. with people that gets them to really sharing kind of some of the things that they're dealing with because you might realize that they are at that point of having mm-hmm. suicidal thoughts mm-hmm. and, and what some of those thoughts look like. Yeah. Um, I think one way of doing that is just by talking about it. I mean, I, I say over and over yeah. again that stigma survives in silence. Absolutely. And as long as we are quiet about things, we we promote the idea that it's, you should be embarrassed about it. Right. So the more that we are open about, yeah, I've thought about ending my life or yeah. I've struggled with this, it opens up that conversation for others to, to chime in or to see that it's okay. It's not one. It's not just you. Right. And mm-hmm. you can get through it. You can make it to the other side. And I think that's an important piece is to always focus on hope when we yeah. are talking about suicide prevention like that. So important. That valley is temporary. Right. You don't have to right. get stuck there and just, you know, just keep going, reach out, yeah. reach back to help people when you notice that they're struggling. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And I often um, talk about, suicide in a space of it being or suicidal thoughts in the space of being um, thoughts that often happen when we're in a very emotional state Mm -hmm. very emotional state and oftentimes in that state it's hard to think about like you were just saying like other options and how to be Mm -hmm. hopeful and so being able when you're not in that state right so Mm -hmm. like now or when you're not in a space of high emotion to think about well what are my options Mm -hmm. you know what are the resources around me who are the resources around me who are those people who I can talk with who are those people who will distract me long enough Mm -hmm. Um, what are those places what things can be helpful and so being able to kind of think about those options write those options keep those options close it often can help in those spaces of high emotion Mm -hmm. Um, because I do like that thought about it being when we don't talk about it, mm-hmm. the stigma continues. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I often say we are as sick as our secrets, mm-hmm. right? Oh, and wow. so, like yeah, so the things that we hold secret, um, they make us sick, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and as long as they are held s- secret, there is no way for us to approach healing right. them. Heal right. Right. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I want to ask you, you, um, both of you, because you did touch on resources mm-hmm. and I I'm, I want to know like what are some tangibles like what are I know yeah. a lot of times people say how do I help someone 
that I think might be in this space? Or how do I help myself? What are some actual steps that we can tell? Mm, Like where should someone Mm -hmm. start? If there's, if they're, let's start with just self. If Mm -hmm. someone themselves is recognizing I'm having some suicidal thoughts, or maybe they don't even recognize yeah. that they're suicidal yeah. thoughts, but they know I'm having some thoughts. I'm going to some dark. Yeah, I'm going into dark some places. dark places, yeah. and yeah. I've heard people use that like phrase. I'm going into some dark places. Yeah, yeah. I think the first step is recognizing, right? Because mm-hmm. I think oftentimes because we don't talk about just the um, continuum of suicidal ideation and what it looks like, that we only imagine it being, I'm going to kill myself or I'm going to harm myself in this way. Mm -hmm. And it's a continuum, right? And so recognizing that thoughts of death through escape Mm -hmm. is... On the continuum. Yes. and Or thoughts of escape through death, right? Mm-hmm. So if I weren't here, you know, if I didn't wake up in the morning, things would be better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What would life be like if I'm not right. here? Right. That, that is on that continuum mm-hmm. of, a, of a suicidal yeah. thought. And yeah. I don't mm-hmm. think people recognize identify it. Yeah. as yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think recognizing and then reaching out. Because again, like not keeping this inside, not trying to shelter the burden. So whether that's reaching out to a professional, reaching out to a friend, but let someone know that Mm -hmm. you're having these thoughts because this is a time where you don't need to be alone. Mm -hmm. Because the thing about being in a dark spot is our feelings lie to us all the time. Yeah. Especially when we're already struggling. It's just kind of how the brain works. We tend to just focus on the negative anyway. Mm -hmm. It's a survival thing. But when it happens, we our negative thoughts and feelings are amplified to the Mm -hmm. point where it it's it's not proportioned. It's not real. And I liken it to kind of if you've ever woken up in the middle of the night and you had a chair in the corner and it had like laundry on it. Mm-hmm. And when first you wake up, it's like, there is somebody in my room. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. you know, you right. know, intellectually, no one is in your room because mm-hmm. you know, okay, I left these things, but it feels real. Right. And that's kind of the similar thing with having those negative thoughts is I know these thoughts are here. I know this emotion is mm-hmm. here, but it's not true. Yeah. yeah. Just because I feel like I'm not worth it, just because I feel like things will get better. That's that that thing. That's an illusion yeah, in the corner. So not walking over to it, not embracing it, but turning the light on. That's what we do. We flip the right. light. Oh, that's right. beautiful. So flipping when you're the in light, that dark place. Yeah. Turn the, the light, light on. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And noticing kind of what are kind of what recognizing, noticing the warning signs that you're going into that dark place, mm-hmm. right? So warning signs for everyone is going to be different. Sure. Um, for you, it may be isolation. For another person, it may be like being irritable mm-hmm. all the time mm-hmm. or not answering the phone, not eating, right. um, feeling weepy, you know, yeah. or feeling like you want to cry but won't allow yourself yeah. to, yes. right? Yes. Um, so what are the warning signs? Knowing your own personal signs that you are in that, going into that dark place or you're right right in the middle of it, you know, and then reaching out. I like that kind of like R and R like Mm -hmm. recognize and reach out, Mm -hmm. um, being able to reach out to Mm -hmm. people, but also being able to reach out to like resources around you. Mm -hmm. So like if the sun is a resource and you haven't been outside in three days because you've been closed up in your room, Mm -hmm. reach out and go outside, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, reach out and turn on the radio. If you know that music usually brings you up, Mm -hmm. you know, so like reaching out to people, but also like thinking about, well, what things do I typically do that changes my environment and changes my mood? Mm -hmm. 
if it's mm-hmm. taking a shower, mm-hmm. um, get out and take a shower. Like I have this um, sheet that I use in treatment that's one of my favorite sheets. And it talks about what every life is hard. Everything is crappy. Things to do before giving up. Mm, and it's nice. like the simplest of things. It's It says yeah. things like, have you showered today? Yeah. Have you changed clothes in the last yeah. week? Mm-hmm. Have you eaten? Have you danced? Have you yeah. hugged a human? Have yeah. you heard another voice? You know, yeah. like very... What we consider simple things, but it's monumental when you're in that dark place. And so having questions that you'll ask yourself, like, have I gotten out of bed today? Mm -hmm. You know, did I brush my teeth this week? Even if you brush your teeth and go back in the bed, that's still one thing that that you did. That was a step. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And to give yourself credit for that. That's very important that you said that. That's a step. That's a step. Yeah. One thing, so this is great. I'm loving this. So recognize, reach out, mm-hmm. recognizing what the warning signs are yeah. that I'm going into that dark place and, you know, noticing things that usually make me feel better that I'm not doing. Mm-hmm. I want to go back to the reaching out part because this brings me to you being on the receiving end. So let's say you're the person that they reach your out friend to. or family member mm-hmm. or coworker has reached out to, um, one of the things that I hear people saying, well, I don't know what to do if someone tells me that they're suicidal. I don't don't really know how to respond. And one of the things that I notice a lot of people try to do is problem solve. Mm. They go into, well, do this. They start giving advice and and they try then try to take on, well, if I do this, then this will help bring you out. Um, But I think there's better ways um, to handle that. So, I want us to talk a little bit about if you are the person that someone has come to, Mm. what do you do? Mm -hmm. And for me, the first thing that I tell people is be the listening ear Mm -hmm. first and foremost. Mm -hmm. Hold back from the advice giving Mm -hmm. and the jumping into task mode and just listen Mm -hmm. because it has probably taken everything in their power to say out loud I'm in this dark place yeah. where yeah. I'm feeling suicidal. Yeah. What are some other things that you ladies would maybe tell people who's yeah. going to be that that mm-hmm. that support mm-hmm. person? So I've created an acronym that I use in a lot of the trainings um, that I do around suicide prevention, um, love. Mm-hmm. So L is for listen. So listen. Start yeah. off with listening to that person. O is offering support. Um, yeah. V is validate. Yeah. So it's kind of offer support and validate. So validating is simply just saying, wow, I'm so sorry you're going through mm-hmm. all this. Or, this seems really hard for you. Man, yeah. you're having a really hard time. Mm-hmm. And E is encouraged. So yeah. the encourage piece is encouraging them to get help mm-hmm. and not just saying, I think you should talk to someone. But, hey, let's look up some people that you can talk to exactly. together and look into how we can make an appointment. Mm-hmm. So not leaving that person alone. Because again, when the person is in a dark space, they're believing the worst of themselves. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to just leave that person to their own like the thoughts. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. encouraging, saying, this is a tough time and we may not you know, be able to turn it around today, but right. this is, I'm going to sit with you 
and try to yeah. help you as much as I can. But mm-hmm. getting them connected to a resource is, is paramount. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I like that. I like that um, last step of like being present, yeah. you mm-hmm. know, being able to say, hey, let's look up some places or being able to say, you know, let's go to some places. Mm-hmm. I don't have to go in with you, but I'll sit in the parking yes. lot, yeah. you know, yes. I'll, I'll be here there. waiting mm-hmm. when you come out. Mm-hmm. You know, those are some really big things yeah. because like we said, just making that first step, just saying it out loud is hard, mm-hmm. but it's even more difficult to make a step towards action, yeah, right. you know? And so if you're there to be supportive and give and, and help with the action, um, that can be yeah. really, really useful. And follow up. I say all the time, yeah. the first time the person may be resistant. They may say, mm-hmm. I think, you know, I'm good. I'm just having the best, but all right. Well, you know, I'm going to check in with you in like two more days. Right, right. right. Yeah. I'm, oh, yes. I'm going to annoy the hell out yeah. of you. Yeah. I wish me. I could change that meme that says, like, check on your strong friend to check on your strong friend, like, daily. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Just check on your friend. Yeah, like, just check in. Like, check constantly. Because yeah. some people will say, well, I checked in last week. I don't want to be a bother. No, 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 okay. no. no. Yeah, it's okay. Like keep checking in, follow yeah. up, yeah, because yeah. that's that that could be that that glimmer of hope. Like yeah. you know, there's um, a survivor of suicide. I wish I could remember his name. Kevin something. He um, attempted. He speaks about his story all the time. He attempted the Golden to Golden Gate uh, Bridge. Yeah, guy. he yes. jumped off the Golden Gate yes. Bridge, and he speaks about how he stood there for a while, and he was hoping. Someone, someone would say something. The yeah. only thing people would ask for either were directions or to take a picture for them to take for him, him to take their picture. Yeah. And he also spoke about how he immediately regretted it as yeah. soon as his so, feet left the yeah. ledge, which is which often happens with suicide because it can mm-hmm. be an impulsive, absolutely that emotional space yeah. um, because you're in that bad space. But it also shows the power of simply someone saying. I see you struggling. Right. What's going on? Right. Because like suicide prevention, yes, it yeah. doesn't have to wait until someone is expressing suicidal thoughts. Exactly. Suicide prevention starts with how are you taking care of yourself today? You right. had a rough week. This yep. is you know, this is the third day that you yeah. have said yeah. what are you doing? Absolutely. That's that check in piece. Mm-hmm. And I like I mean yeah, I'm gonna bring it back to us because I know like Shar will call and say, well, how are you feeling? Like, mm-hmm. how are you emotionally? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How's your heart? Like, yeah. she asks. <laughs> so, but so you know worried. what? That that goes such a long way when you when someone knows that you're genuinely checking on them. There mm-hmm. was a meme. We love memes. We do. There <laughs> was a meme. <laughs> there was a meme where someone said, when I ask how you're doing, you better say fine. Don't start talking to me about wow. what's really going on with you. What is wrong and with And again, what? again, and I'm not going to lie, I laughed. For about yeah. two seconds, because a little bit of it was funny. You're but then I, I start thinking about it. I was like, oh, but you know what? Like, there's going to be that time when there is someone who wants yeah. to say, oh, I'm hurting. Who wants to say or, so like, much. I'm in a bad yeah. place. And I do sometimes think that we have, as a society, I think, kind of made it where my pleasantries mm-hmm. are just... Um, it's habitual. They're just yeah, habitual, yeah. right? They're they don't. I'm not really interested in how interested, you're doing. Yeah, and yeah. so we have to show people. I am really interested. Like when you say fine, 
well, what does that mean? Right. You know, right. What, what was going on for you? Like, ask questions, yeah. inquire, so and be curious and interested yeah. in what's going on. Because I'm usually really big on like when walking through like work or something. It's really customary for people to just say like, "Hey, how you doing?" Mm-hmm. And I'm very big on not being that person to just say, "Oh, I'm good," you know, "Hi," mm-hmm. and keep walking. Like, I will stop and be like, "How are you?" You know, yeah. and really wait for the response. But it's funny because in the the um, lunch area, one of the people at work, I was standing in line. I was having a particularly irritable day. <laughs> <laughs> and um, the guy in front of me was like, how are you? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm okay. And he was like, just okay. And it kind of took me like, like really? So you really going to ask me more questions, you know? <laughs> and then like you just saying that now, it was like, wow, like he was really Doing what I say is so important. Like, don't just say, oh, I'm fine and keep walking. Like, Mm -hmm. ask a follow-up question. He was following up. Was he cute? Yeah. (laughs) No, he was. You know, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) You know, but was he though? I mean, you know, we still got some single friends out here. You know, pay it forward, honey. Pay it forward. Maybe worth submitting to. I am some. That's what you submit to. Y'all so funny. Don't get your bread where you get your... See, you can talk about suicide and keep it light. You can. Absolutely. You can. You definitely can. But no, that was like a good... That was a good... Like when you just said that, it just brought it back up. And I was like, wow, he really checked in. Mm -hmm. And how often we don't think that, you know, it just becomes customary to just say, how are you? I'm fine. Keep it moving, you know? Yeah. And that's a struggle for a lot of people. Um, So, so I... For listeners, I do a lot of suicide prevention trainings. And so we talk about this. And I mean, my target group is usually college age students or people who work with college age students. And we talk mm-hmm. about like, what what do you think is a barrier? And so many people say, well, I don't want to burden other people with my issues. Right. Or they may not understand. And it's across the board. And I think particularly yeah. with black women, mm-hmm. I'm feeling like I don't have time to, mm-hmm. to cry. I just got to mm-hmm. suck it up and move on. And I'm a firm believer. It's like... Give people the opportunity to disappoint you. I know yeah. it's it's scary, it's hard, mm-hmm. but like yeah. you said last week, um, people, they're not intentionally ignoring right. or not picking up. It's just everyone is living in their own world. Yeah, so right. you, there's a vulnerability and a risk, but take that risk and being open. And you got to be open with everybody. You don't have to show up to work and say, hey guys, right. at work, right. I'm struggling today. <laughs> right. <laughs> but someone that you trust, that, that yeah. trust your friends mm. to not drop you and to, mm. to be, give yourself the opportunity to receive the help or Absolutely. the love that you mm-hmm. often give out. Oh, yeah. I think that's the hardest mm-hmm. part too, that is letting is. people know that, whoo, hey I'm y'all, struggling. I'm struggling. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I want to give you all some some statistics that's that's out there, um, particularly talking about the disparities um, when it comes to to uh, suicide in the black community. So um, just data that's been pulled from various studies. Um, One, it says for every one white child aged five to twelve, five to twelve that has died by suicide two. African-American children Mm. in that age group has died by suicide. And this came from um, the JAMA Pediatrics Journal. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's that's, that's not good. Um, We also, um, based off of the 2017 Youth Risk Behavior Survey, 
black students reported the highest rate of attempted suicide. Mm, wow. Um, and so that's some of the things that, you know, we don't hear a lot about. Right. Um, more data. Black adolescents who died by suicide between 2001 and 2017 increased. And that rate of for female African-American suicides rose by 182%. Yeah. Over what time period? Um, between 2001 and 2017. Yeah. So over the Ooh. course of about 16 years, 182% yeah. increase. Wow. Um, so it's, and this is coming from the Center for Suicide Prevention and Research, right. um, who's gathering this data. Uh-huh. Um, and so one of the things that was highlighted um is that some of the risk factors in the black community mm-hmm. are not necessarily the same yeah. um, within the white community. So trying to figure out what are some of the things that put um, people in our in our community at risk for suicide, for sure. it may not be what's you know readily the published out there. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Which a couple of things stood out to me when you when you said that is that our babies are hurting. Oh, like yeah. they are, they are, yeah. they're struggling out there. They and I are. remember growing up hearing about suicide. Mm-hmm. It was always, well, that white people do that. Right. Mm-hmm. That's my people us thing. suicide. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what we're seeing now is that suicide does not discriminate. No. Like, yes, it there are certain groups not. that have higher rates, but sure. we are being impacted. And even with those numbers, the subset, like our LGBTQ youth, absolutely, it's exactly. even higher. Yeah. There's like a forty-one percent lifetime attempt rate mm-hmm. for trans youth or mm-hmm. trans yeah. people mm-hmm. compared to ten percent. So even right. like once you start really digging, digging into those into numbers, it. you start seeing more and more risk groups. Wow, no, that's that's yeah. that's yeah. wow. Those are some staggering, mm-hmm. like some sobering numbers. Right. Yeah. And so specifically for our community, um, you one one of the risk factors that you mentioned already is being a part of the LGBTQ community. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that increases the yeah. risk. Not saying that if you're LGBTQ, you're right. going to be committed. But there are factors at just having that experience. Yeah, it's a harassment. Mm-hmm. Yes. The, the isolation. Absolutely. The rejection. Right. Um, so other ones that come up for me, I think of um, the... Um, the inequitable distribution of poverty yeah. yes. in our communities right. yeah. and right. how that has an impact. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, our, our trauma, uh-huh. whether uh-huh. that's um, post-traumatic stress from a military service, yeah. childhood trauma, abuse, right. whatever it might be. Exposure, our, yeah. Yeah. Our exposures to trauma increase. Yeah. Racism. Ra- right. Racism is a public health it's issue. It's a public Absolutely. health issue. Yeah. Yeah. Racial battle Definitely. fatigue syndrome is real. Yeah. 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 Our different accesses to like yeah. mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, as well as like physical health and yeah. public health, like culturally the, competent, right, care. Co- right, <laughs> right. Yeah. Having culturally competent providers in our areas, yeah. Um, and so, and then access to those providers, yeah. sure. and even understanding how pain manifests in Black people mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. is important because. I think, oh gosh, I wish I could remember the study where they found that even still to this day, some doctors still endorse the belief yes. that black people have a higher pain tolerance. Yeah. Oh, than right. Black mm-hmm. people. Than non-black people. So mm-hmm. when you think about if someone is coming in even with somatic or, or physical symptoms, yeah. mm-hmm. someone being able to say, well, wait a minute, is that is this anxiety what they're right. complaining about or is mm-hmm. it just GI issues or being right. able to even... Parse that out, right? With right. The like we hurt too. 
Right. We struggle to struggle. Yeah. 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 Yeah, definitely. So I want to make sure that we we've we've had we had some really good gems here. I think lots of good things um, for people to take away. Um, I want for us to at least share some places that people can reach out. You know, sometimes you don't feel like you have a trusted mm-hmm. friend to reach mm-hmm. out, and in that if that's the case, there are still options. And I think the idea about Feeling suicidal is feeling like you're running. You have run out of options. Yes. And so we want to give you options. We want you to share these options with your family. Talk about this stuff. Yeah. You know, figure out a developmentally appropriate way to talk about this stuff with your kids. Mm-hmm. Um, talk about this in your family. Make it a non-taboo topic. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we have some information. Um, maybe some numbers, hotlines, things that you can do, text. But there's ways that you can reach out. Um, I'm going to let Shari give that information right, to you right, all. Right, yeah. So um, if there are moments where you are experiencing um, suicidal ideations or if you know someone who is experiencing suicidal ideations, um, there's also always the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Um, their contact information is one 800 273-8255 or if you aren't in the space where you can actually have a vocal converse- conversation you can always text talk that's t a l k to 741741 or you can text steve that's s t e v e to 741741 as well the um Word Steve goes to a um, suicide prevention lifeline for um, people of color Mm -hmm. um, and especially youth of color. It's Mm -hmm. with the Steve Fund. And so you can always text Steve or if you are a member of the LBGTQA community, you can always contact the Trevor Project. Um, Their number is 1-866-488-488. 7386. And so we will definitely put all this information in our show notes. So you'll have it, um, you'll have it readily available. I often will tell people, take a screenshot, keep it in your phone um, mm-hmm. so that you can have it for personal use or so that you can text it or send it to someone who you may think is in need. Um, but these are just some resources that you can always reach out to 24-7, 365, and they can always connect you with a competent um provider to help with, to help during moments or to give, um, different resources and strategies that you can use in those moments. And one thing with the suicide prevention lifeline, you do not have to be in the middle of an attempt Mm -hmm. to call that lifeline. It could be simply, you've had a couple of thoughts that, Oh, they're troubling you. You know, Mm -hmm. they're not, they're not the norm. Um, Mm -hmm. so please don't feel like you have to be Right. In crisis right. mode to call That's why they call it a lifeline a right. So then a crisis right. line right. right And I also want to add um, If you are in the veteran population You can contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline At the number that we just gave And press 1 And it will send you directly to um, a provider for um, veterans Nice mm-hmm. Nice right. So you you all All of you listeners There are resources mm-hmm. If you can't find the physical body mm-hmm. You've got the phone number And they will get you connected To someone Some agency Some place Where you can get help Please, please, please Do not feel like Suicide has to be Your only option right. Please try 
other resources. All right. That was a lot. That was a lot of information, y'all. But such good information. I I really am, you know, it's one of those things that it's hard to talk about, but it's so necessary. Right. So I know that we had a lot of stuff that we covered, but I want to try, if we can possibly, (laughs) condense this into three main takeaways. So what what are maybe, um, you know, three takeaways that we can um, make sure that we... Um, leave our listeners with yeah um I think one that kind of stuck with me um is the R&R so mm-hmm. the recognize and the reach out mm-hmm. um if you can't remember like the list of things right. that we talked about just kind of that R&R um instead of it being rest and what is it rest and reconciliation I don't know rest and relaxation there we go what's <laughs> rest and reconciliation oh, see, I was thinking reading writing arithmetic but <laughs> But all the way off. <laughs> but I figured that went right, so the I'm like, right. like, I'm not gonna say that out loud. Yeah. The, <laughs> I said reconciliation. Oh goodness. So the R and R, the 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 recognize and the reach out, mm-hmm. um, recognize your warning signs that you're going into that dark place. Recognize that what um, suicidal ideations might be, or those those dark thoughts, those deep thoughts, um, what they might look like for you you and then reach out to someone or something that can help like April said with mm-hmm. turning the light on yeah. mm-hmm. um, so that's one of the Love things that, that really yeah. stuck with me it's really simple it's you know it's really digestible I like that yeah mm-hmm. I have a question for y'all after the takeaways um, my takeaway is that or what I would want people to take away is that bad times don't last even the worst time in your life is just a moment yeah um and that's from an acronym i didn't make that up <laughs> <laughs> so i'm not even gonna be like dang april deep no. i mean she deep is dropping job. them tonight oh, i just did this training earlier today <laughs> but again just remember your your feelings are not fat Yes. And just know that that dark space you in, you're in is temporary. You mm-hmm. do not have to stay there. You do not have to take root and buy land there. Just That's being able right. to sometimes surviving the moment yeah. until things get better. But just I love it. Just keep swimming. Just keep, just swimming. keep swimming. swimming. Just keep swimming. That's right. And I wrote that. I mean, because I was sitting here taking notes, y'all. Because like this is this is a conversation, but we are all like learning. Yeah. We remind Always some learning. people of this yeah. stuff. Yeah. But I want to uh, go back to the acronym that um, April shared earlier about love and that was listen offer support validate that person's experience and then offer encouragement so Mm -hmm. love offer support validate encourage I think that's such an incredible takeaway that tells you exactly what you need to do Uh, we're supposed to love right yeah so there's so many ways that we can show that so my impromptu question that um, we did not discuss beforehand is what do you do when you're in a dark space? What have you found helpful mm. when you have had those dark moments where you kind of felt like, I don't, what, mm. what's the point? What, what's kept you going? Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, I've definitely been in really dark places. It's been, um, 
almost scary at times. And so, and I will be honest, I am a, I am a gun owner. Mm -hmm. I have Mm -hmm. no intentions of actually acting on using a Mm -hmm. a firearm in any way, but I do things that I tell clients to do. If you have weapons, lock them away, Mm -hmm. put them in in places. Um, I call someone, it's usually my mom, bless her heart. Um, (laughs) I call someone and I say, gosh, you know, I'm just like, I don't know what's going on. I don't feel like myself. And sometimes, you know, I'm a professional, but sometimes I can't articulate what's going on for me. Right. I can't clearly say, well, this is what it is. I just know something doesn't feel yeah. right. And I just share that. Yeah. And, you know, she will pray with me. Um, I will write my prayers down. Mm-hmm. I will talk to my family. But I make sure that I try to reach out in other yeah. places. And mm-hmm. that's the, that's hard for me. You know, mm-hmm. my research is on the superwoman syndrome. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm working on that. <laughs> but, you know, trying to realize that I'm the strongest when I've got support. Yes. Right? Yeah. yeah. So that's that's my thing is yeah. um, making sure I do things that are protective um, mm-hmm. for me. Make sure that I protect myself and then also reach out to people. Yeah. Yeah. I cry a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one. One of my first steps is to release Mm -hmm. um, what I've been holding in because usually when I am going into those dark spaces, it's because I've stuffed Mm -hmm. a lot of stuff. I've stuffed a lot of things that I probably should be releasing all along. Mm -hmm. Um, And so like in those spaces, I'll do a lot of crying. So I'll Mm -hmm. do a lot of just kind of releasing. That's the way that I tend to release. And then I reach out and like talk about it. I'll Mm -hmm. say like... Oh, y'all like Mm -hmm. I am in a space, you know, I'm having a rough time and I don't know what it is. I don't know where it came from. Mm -hmm. I don't know what how long it's going to be here, but it's here, Mm -hmm. you know. So I try to reach out to the people closest to me and say, like, this is this is really hard. Like, Mm -hmm. this is rough. Um, I'm really emotional right now. Mm -hmm. or I'm really anxious right now. And something's going on. And I allow myself to not have to know exactly what it is. So to not say, oh, I know it's this, and I know that this is the thing that's going to get me out of it. Because oftentimes I don't Mm -hmm. know. um, And trying to figure it out and put a name on it, a label on it, that just makes it worse. Yeah, Um, yeah, I get frustrated. Like, why can't I fix this? Why can't this be gone? Mm -hmm. And so one of the things I just kind of allow myself a little bit more grace in those moments. So I'm usually... Um, a tad bit perfectionistic and so I allow myself to be late for work or I allow my pillow on my couch to be out of out of like place or you know you know I allow my you know I don't have to put all my clothes up tonight I can just put up some of them so I just have a little bit more grace with myself in those moments I try to mm-hmm. I have to remind myself to yeah. I'll say that it's a good question yeah, yeah. Good question. um for me, I, I kind of have tiers of things that I do. So when it's kind of like I'm starting to feel yeah. something goes off, I have a playlist on Spotify. Yes, Spotify. music. I call it yes. in case of emergency. Yeah, yes. it has. There are songs on there that instantly put me in a better mood. Mm-hmm. If it's a little bit more serious, I try to up my self care. Yeah, to, you know, do the things that I know I enjoy. Yeah. Um, while back, Shari gave me this jar where I'm to write yeah. like happy moments yeah. and I'll go back and re- or I go back in my diary and read, read things them. or mm-hmm. pull out those happy moments because again I know yes. that this isn't real because right. often in that dark space it's very easy like no one cares I'm all alone yeah. things suck and it's just like no that can't be true so I need yeah. a reminder of that yeah. um, and That's also good. when those things don't work because there was a time where I tried all that and it still mm-hmm. did mm-hmm. not work and I called 
for a therapist. <laughs> yeah, oh, yes. definitely. EAP, and I said, "Hey, so I need to be seen because yeah. you know my 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 techniques mm-hmm. they weren't working." Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think that's also like that. important to know when you need some reinforcement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one of the things that I also do instead of like, because usually I think of like adding things. Like, what things should I add to get better? Mm-hmm. There are certain things I take away from myself oh, yes. in order to get better. Yeah. Yes. So I usually um, will not buy more wine if anybody's been to my house they know i have copious amounts of wine (laughs) (laughs) you know we get together so i don't buy (laughs) i don't buy more wine um i try to stay away from like unhealthy foods so that's Mm -hmm. like one of my vices when i'm in that's one of my warning signals to know that i'm going into one of those dark places when i've been eating just like Mm -hmm. pizza or sweets or just Mm -hmm. like unhealthy food um so i try to stay away from that i try to stay away from like toxic relationships um um, and that usually is in the form of my male counterparts. I'm sorry, y'all. Um, but those toxic relationships or those space fillers that yeah, I know are toxic. Right. And that's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing. So I usually will like lean into it, but it ends up being well, I think that's another a little bit worse. Yeah, that's probably another episode. Right. Um, but I try to keep myself away from that because I know it's not going to help. It's yeah. just kind of like that self fix in the mm-hmm. moment. It's it's very temporary, unfortunately. So, yeah, so that's one of the things that I will pull away. So thinking about the things that you also probably need to pull away from Mm -hmm. can be helpful. Good question. Yeah, because I just want people to know that there is something you can do. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. think it's helpful for you know people to hear like, well, what do we do? Right. I always want to end on a, on the note of hope. Yeah. Of yeah. Those, bad things happen, but you can survive. Some stuff Absolutely. we can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. So this is awesome. I've enjoyed this conversation. This was um, good. This dialogue, mm-hmm. And I hope that it has inspired. really good you to talk more open and honestly um, with your loved ones. But um, speaking of love, mm-hmm. I would like to ask you all, who would you like to send your love to this week? Who would you like to send some rays of sunshine and gratitude and like Krispy Kreme donuts to? Oh. <laughs> I want to send my love to our listeners. I have been like so excited. I mean, we ain't been in this game like eight months, so I can't be like... <laughs> listeners but I know that a lot of people are like really excited about this along with us you know I'll get like text messages or like when I go places um that I always go not just random places but like places (laughs) that I frequent people will be like oh when's the next episode coming out so just that enthusiasm like thank y'all so much like it just like really lifts us up so Thank you. Sending my love to y'all. Keep tuning in. Hopefully we keep bringing y'all great content. So thanks. Thanks. Mm -hmm. I want to send my love to my friend Silas. Um, If if any of you listened to the last episode and I talked about my issues with birthdays, um, I messed up today. Again, <laughs> um, and I was really excited as I always am. And I called and said, "Oh my God, yes, happy birthday!" He was like, "Yeah, girl, my birthday is tomorrow." But I'm getting a little bit better in that I was not late. You weren't, um, and he was very gracious about right. it. 
So I want to send him my love. Happy birthday tomorrow. Tomorrow, yes. Happy birthday tomorrow, Tomorrow, Silas. Silas, thank you. I love (laughs) you. Well, two days ago, because by the time he right, right, (laughs) it'll be it'll be past. So we're just all wrong. Back to the future, being wrong. But I'm 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 I tell him just you know put that on pause. I'll call you tomorrow. (laughs) Um, I want to send my love. I'll say to my family who um I don't get to see often. It was a five and a half five and a half six hour drive is not Mm. meant for your girl often. Mm -hmm. But um sending love to my family who um who's there who's you know send words of encouragement who they don't fuss at me when I forget (laughs) to call. (laughs) Or <laughs> when it's been a couple days So I appreciate their grace And their just unconditional support Awesome, awesome Well, thank y'all for listening This was a longer episode um, We really wanted to make sure that we spent Some really good and meaningful time On this topic um, And so hopefully it was helpful We're going to go ahead and sign out um, And hopefully we see you guys next week um, As always, follow us on our social media handles We're on Facebook, we're on Instagram um, And you can find us at Three Sykes and a Mike The number three P-S-Y-C-H-S-A-N-D-A Mike, M-I-C. Um, that's on Instagram. That's on Facebook. You can always email us at three sykes and a mic at gmail.com. Same handle, the number three, Sykes, P-S-Y-C-H-S and A-N-D-A Mike, M-I-C. And like we said before, if you or anyone else that you know is in a space where they are contemplating suicide or contemplating self-harm, you can always contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. You can text TALK, T-A-L-K, to 741-741. You can text Steve for those people of color to 741-741. Or you can contact the Trevor Project or if you are in the LB, LGBTQ community at 1-866-488-7386. Lots of information, lots of numbers. It'll be in our show notes. Please, please, please reach out and continue listening. Thank y'all. Yes, Bye. Love you. Bye.